Hey, yo, what's good? It's your boy Wings and 24 Karat Kev. Hello. And you're tapped in with the Take Flight Podcast. We're here today with someone I've known for many years, but I've never been on camera with before. My dog, Kenyon Brown. What's Whoa. happening, brother? Episode what's two, Kenyon Brown. <laughs> <laughs> what's going on, brother? Good, bro. Nothing much. How about you guys? Bro, second episode. Yeah. This is it. I'm glad bro, to finally it's an honor, man. It's an honor to be on the second episode with you guys. I've been trying to get on video with you for I long know. enough. We've so been talking about for years. Literally, before years. I even started this shit, yeah. I was like, bro, when I kick off these interviews, it's our time. Yeah. 100%. How you been lately, bro? I've been good, bro. I've been solid. Uh, just working. Um, planning away. You know, yeah. we're still kind of early in the year, so. But right. got, got a lot going on this year, so yeah. I bet. All How about right, you guys? Just kick straight guys? In. Oh, bro, we're just here. Yeah. We're vibing. We're good. just trying to get this started. Get hey, this is money. a solid setup, though, man. Thank you, bro. Take Flight Studios. We are here. Yeah, we got some plants in the building. Yeah. Uh, teal <laughs> Can't backdrop. Can't go wrong with some plants. The lighting is nice. <laughs> like the aesthetics. It's beautiful. We're solid. solid. All right, we're <laughs> going to jump straight into it, bro. We're going to take you way, way back. All right, way, way back. Right in the beginning. You're obviously not born here. To anyone listening at home, you can hear it in your voice. Yeah. Grew up Long Beach, California, yep. yeah? What yep. was it like for a young TJ back at home, bro? Uh, it was different, man, um, growing up in the States. Like, it was pretty much all the way from my childhood up to my early adulthood. And I came here to finish high school. I was born in New Zealand. Mm -hmm. But I left when I was a baby and then went to L.A. or California and then pretty much grew up there my whole childhood into my adulthood and finished high school here mm -hmm. uh, Hoxton Park. Hey, shout out, <laughs> shout out. Hoxton yeah. Park High School. <laughs> On the flip side, so you did, you moved here as a teen, you yeah. moved back. What was it like, like growing up in Long Beach and coming out to Southwest Sydney? Was there a whole big... Man, mm. it, was a, it was a culture shock, if I'm being honest. It was mm. a very big culture shock, like in every way that you can imagine, you know, from the style of dress, the dressing, the, the clothing, the, just the culture in general. Mm -hmm. It was a big culture shock for me. It took me. I think it took me about two, three years to kind of settle in, you know, kind of like get the gist of everything and, and I feel like everything over there was a lot cooler than we were here especially, <laughs> especially bro no in, in a way in a way like it was cool in a in a the their way and then over here is cool in you know your yeah, way right, so right. It, it was just a matter of transitioning into you know the lifestyle and the culture here yeah, like for, sure. for example when i first got off the plane when i landed uh, i remember my cousin picked me up and like and what, we allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah. Okay. We're, we're after 30 seconds in, go okay. for gold. Go okay, for gold. so the word right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to beep that one. Yeah, maybe guys, the, you know, the C you, word, you, you the know. C word. <laughs> like, I remember we were in a car ride driving back to, uh, driving to Liverpool, and my cousin was talking to my other cousin, and me and my brother were in the back. And I just remember uh, her saying, oh, what a, what a mad <laughs> or like, mad, mad or mad you know, in the, yeah, you know, yeah, the yeah. accent. And then me and my brother were like, Wait, bro, like... <laughs> <laughs> How intense is that word over there? Because you hear about it all the time. Oh, man, it's intense. I mean... Are we talking like you're insulting someone? Is that... I mean, it just depends on who is hearing it or who's taking the word. But I remember when my cousins came from the States and they started hearing it, you know, it's the same way I reacted. It was like, oh, damn, like, oh, yeah. you know, it was like... But that I'm giving you an example, like... Of course. Just this, the, language, uh, the slang and everything is so different. Big culture shock. It's so short and sharp. It's just we are for real. Straight it's, to the point it's, over it's so hard to hear, but right? it's so good. And then, like, like when I heard that word over time, I was like, I'm gonna start saying it. So I say it now, like every now went, and then. I went through a quick scroll through your Twitter the other day, and I'm like, I've seen it a fair yeah. few times. You, you of course. Now, but I always have to put like the the hash. Or the, the star sign oh, just yeah. on the yeah, U, so yeah. I don't you say don't you don't get canceled off Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to get shadow banned. Man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't want to get canceled. So when you came over to Australia, did you have any perceptions of what it was going to be like? Because I guess 
the one thing I always think about when Americans, their perception of Australia, it's like that episode of The Simpsons when yeah. it's literally like, you know, Homer's... Oh, 100%, bro, yeah. <laughs> like, no, like, it, it, yeah, so for me, when I, when, I, uh, when I arrived, I remember thinking that I was going to get off and I was going to... It's very stereotype, like, mm -hmm. stuff. I thought I was going to see, like, you know, kangaroos. And, 100%. I'm not playing. Like, I actually thought I was going to see that and then driving... You know, I'm away from mascot area to Liverpool. I mean, it's different now as, you know, compared to when I first arrived here. Um, I, I saw more than what I expected to see. Mm. And I was like, oh, you know, there's like a lot of houses and, you know, it's like <laughs> concrete jungles in here and there. Like, I was surprised, man. And then, um, yeah, now, now look at it. You know, Sydney's developing developing crazy. So, Hey, no joke. I went to, I went to um, Boston in 2011 with my mates. And we, um, we, we ran into this girl, and she, she asked us, do you have hamburgers in Australia? Crazy. Ha hamburgers? Hamburgers. Yeah, they just we think, like, yeah, like, we do. <laughs> no, they just think, like, a lot of my family and friends, or most of my friends who haven't been here, they, they ask me, like, the craziest questions. So I'm not even surprised by that. somebody yeah. asking about a hamburger, man. Like, they, yeah. they're so boxed in because they, they don't really travel. They're in their own yeah. bubble. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah no yeah. doubt. Nah, they also, are. on the same night, we went accidentally went to a Jewish dating night called Gin and Jews, like, completely by accident. <laughs> we just, Jews. Yeah, Gin and Jews. <laughs> <What> man. <laughs> Straight up, man. We just walked into this pub in, um, in Boston, and we were just having drinks, but we, we didn't realize it was a dating night. And this girl comes up, and she's like, you guys aren't Jewish? And we're like, oh, do you? What? Like, what do you mean? Like, Jimmy Jimmy Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy what a the dating night, man, in Boston. Shout uh, out to Boston. I'm going to come yes, back. Sir. I haven't been there yet. I want to go there one day. 100. And also, I guess it's interesting also moving from, uh, you know, L.A. to West Sydney because I feel like, I don't know, when I feel like all the hip-hop guys I know from Melbourne, they're very tapped into that 90s New York sound, Capone Noriega, yeah. Mob Deep, yeah, hardcore yeah, yeah. New York hip-hop. And then in West Sydney, just everyone I've seen to meet always has this big, like, affinity with West Coast hip-hop. I mean, yeah. even if we talk about, you know, Forte, not Fortify, we'll talk about yeah, him later, yeah, but yeah, Forte, yeah. don't get confused. <laughs> Forte, you know, he, he's done songs with, you know, Lil Easy E and Snoop yeah. Dogg and stuff. Yeah. And then even now you see Southwest Sydney, uh, the 046, yeah. you know, they're bringing yeah. that G-Funk. very G-Funk G -funk like influence, yeah. So yeah. what, what, what is it about West Sydney that has, that has such a big affinity for West Coast hip-hop? Man, uh, it's actually good that you brought that up because I always thought that whenever I'd go down to Melbourne, I would see a difference with West Sydney culture um, in the regard of, like, music and, and, and influence. I, I When I'm in West Sydney, I've, honestly, I feel kind of at home because, like, I see a lot of my people, whereas back in the States, I see a lot of African-Americans, a lot of Mexicans, a lot of, you know, Cambodians, a lot of Islanders. Very diverse West Sydney, and I get the same kind of feel. And then there's obviously like poverty, and you know there's good and bad in in West Sydney. So I, I get a lot of the same like uh, feeling like I would if I was back home. Yeah, so, that's awesome. Yeah, nice. I definitely see a lot of similarities in in their own ways. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you obviously uh, bring a little of yourself back here every time. I've seen you and your family yeah. tapped into the Super Bowl on the oh, weekend. Yeah, right? what, what's your thoughts? What's your what's your go to though? NFL or NRL? I, I love both now. Yeah, like you know, I, I think I only started watching NRL maybe uh, three years ago, mm. four years ago. I'm kind of new to it. Still learning. You, you obviously go for the Panthers, Panthers now, but yeah. did you always go for the Panthers, or was there a switch? No. Up so when, when I started watching, uh, one of my boys, he kind of was always watching, and I was always like hanging out with them, and mm -hmm. um, and his team was Panthers. So I was like, it was always on TV, so I just had to watch it. And yeah, learn yeah. Because it was always there, so I was like, you know, I might as well learn the sport, and, and it was just Panthers. And then next thing you know, uh, I live in St. Mary's now, and Penrith is down the road, so I was like, I might it's as well go be for your Panthers, team, bro. Yeah. It's gonna be your team. But I love both sports. Um, NFL, like obviously the seasons are different. Like when NFL is done, NRL is about to start, and 
So, so you sorted all year. Yeah, around. pretty much good for the whole year. Pretty much good, good for the whole year. It's pretty interesting as well because I feel like in America, it's like whether it's basketball or you know NFL, it's so intertwined with hip hop. You know what yeah, I mean? It, it, it's it's so reliant on each other, and it's only really been the past few years that the that same thing has happened here. Here, really, because yeah. you know you see like the Melbourne Storm singing HP Boys songs. Yeah, that's dope, man. 100%. To be honest, like when I even when we started Take Flight, it was only a year and a half ago that any time and our role team used a rap song, I'd be like promoting it, promoting yeah. it. Now, now it's, I don't it's have all to because time. it's so constant, yeah. which is yeah. great. Now I love it. Like, I, like yeah, I, I see a lot of the teams like would use songs on their reels, IG mm -hmm. reels and stuff. And that's like, I always wondered, like I was wondering like when will, you know, sports over here, you know, combine, like in, introduce and somehow uh, bring the music from their own turf into what they do. And because that happens a lot back in the States, you know, you see with the NBA and NFL. So Facts. good to see, man. 100%. Yeah, I think the turning point was Snoop Dogg. He played here in 2008 at um, Good Vibes Festival and he wore a Rabbitohs jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, was the, that was the turning point because I remember I was in the crowd. Everyone was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Talking about Australia, man, what would you say the benefits are to kicking off your music career here? Because you weren't doing too much back home. No, You're pretty I wasn't. Young. Bro, if I'm being honest, like, I think if I didn't move to Sydney, if I didn't move here, I, I probably wouldn't have started music. If I'm being, uh, like, I mean, you never know, but I feel like I, I tell myself that that was one of the biggest reasons, like, God told, you know, I mean, was saying for us, me and my family, to move here. Because uh, just over there, it was different, you know, the upbringing that I had and uh, my surroundings. Um, there wasn't much of a... Music was always around, but I think if I didn't come here and go through what I went through here in regard of, like, you know, my upbringing and my, my, my late adulthood and high school stuff, I, I don't think I would have started music, if I'm being honest. I was always singing, like, I come from family musicians and music is around us, but... In the, in the sense of making music, I don't think it would have happened if I didn't come here. Well, shout out Sydney first Yeah, no, 100%. So would you say from what you know back home, and you know a lot of artists back yeah. home, obviously you've collabed with a yeah. few of them, would you say there's a benefit to kicking off here? 100%. And the environment here? Yeah, because like um, like back when I was living there, I mean, I was still kind of young, but uh, with technology we have now, it's mm -hmm. easy to be able to get a laptop and you know, and, and just start making music For and, sure. you know, scrap mic interface. But I think uh, when I started here, uh, there was so many resources um, to be able to, to, to go and make music and just, you know, learn the creative Shout entertainment. Shout out Street Uni real quick. I was quick, about huh? to say, bro, Street University. That's where I started. Um, and whereas back home, like, it's more so like YMCA. And I, I don't think there was much, many resources in that sense that you could go and learn how to make music. Um, well, at least not that I knew of, but yeah. I know here there was there was always something going on, and they're very like the support the support from like the council and the government for the youth here is, is pretty pretty solid, you know, compared yeah. to to back there where I grew up and what I was around all the time. So yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I didn't know that you started at Street Uni. That's crazy. Cause yeah, mm -hmm. so I started, bro. Yeah, yes. Liverpool Street Uni. Yeah, yeah. Liverpool yeah. Street Uni on the corner. I think. They might have moved. It's moved now. Moved. I don't know if they're open yet or... Uh, but shout out the people at Street yeah. Yeah. Straight up, man. Yeah. Very pivotal in the early days of 1-4 yeah. as well. 100%. And even other guys like, you know, Heaps Decent. I know, like, uh, you know, the, the organization helps teach kids how yeah. to make music and make beats. I know yeah. Rob's one. He yep. started through Heaps Decent. So Heaps yeah. Decent, Street Uni, all the programs Street teaching Uni, kids how to make music. Shout out to Street University, man. Like they, shout out to you guys, the real MVPs. I, I will never forget that part of my uh, career. I remember just going there because... Should we talk about this now when we were, when I was dancing? I was just about to kick into it. So it's Man, a perfect okay. Well, uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, well, jerking day. Yeah, well, no, yeah, Surely so that, that environment is what helped kick off your music That's what started life, right? it. So I 
Yeah, Team Outsiders. Shouts out, boys. Shout out, Shades. Hey, cousin around. Shades, bro. Mr. Wings was around for that period of my time. But um, yeah. <clears throat> that's where it started for me. I I uh, went to street union. We'd always do rehearsals and mm -hmm. get ready for, like, events and, um, you know, just practicing there. And I just remember always seeing, like, a studio room. And I was like, oh, man, I want to learn how to make music. And, and yeah, that's where it began, like, because I was always there at street union practicing with the, the crew. I was telling myself, I'm just going to learn how to make music. And then uh, I learned from there. Things were crazy back then. Work rate was crazy, right? It yeah. was kind of like the mixtape era too. I don't mm. know what everyone's mixtape era was, but for me, Kid Ink, Meek yeah. Mill, Wiz Khalifa, yeah. work rate was crazy back in the yeah. day, right? Not so much anymore. It's real heavily singles yeah. based. Would you say growing up in that era of rap has influenced how you are now and driven you to the success you are able to have? Yeah, 100%. Because... Again, like with what we have now, mm. like the access to everything we have now, we were very limited. I mean, it was only like six, seven, like less than 10 years ago. Yeah. You know, not, not a big gap, but we were limited with what we had. So like you just had to to get stuff going and get shit going because you just didn't have much and you just had to work with what you had. And I feel like that kind of helped the work rate that, you know, my influence of how bad I yeah, wanted yeah, it. And now like I'm so grateful for the, what's, you know, what's out there now and just everything's easier to get access to and yeah, for you sure. can learn something by just looking it up on YouTube, you know what I mean? And you can go down the road to, to the nearest music store and they can, you grab something that you've been wanting to find online for like the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. So yeah, times have changed heaps. It's crazy though, because I feel like artists nowadays, a lot of the, the, the bigger hip hop artists, they drop like one single every six months and that's yeah. it. And it's like, bro, I swear the artists of the generation before, they're a different breed. Nah, now. they hey, just hey, mixtape. Hey, they never saw Gucci Mane dropping 12 albums nah. a year, bro. Nah. They never saw Gucci Mane. And, hey, and, and those albums didn't have like six, seven songs. They had like, no. they had like 15. <laughs> That's what I'm songs, talking about. Yeah. And it was only a few years difference when this started happening, when 100%. the mixtape era fell off and it just became based on the singles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so right. it's interesting now because it feels like there's it's more competitive than ever yeah. now, but people are dropping but less there's, music. But there's less music. So weird. I, I, I'm still trying to figure that out. That's something <laughs> yeah. I'm still trying to figure out, like why it's like that now. But, you know, time's changed and I guess you just got to accept it. Roll with it. But yeah. you're still pumping out the work, right? Man, yeah. And before we move on, one more story again. Shout out Shades. <laughs> Damn, Shades got all the stories, how, bro. How, how, how far Kenyon has been putting in the work? How long? There was a time where you were young boys, finished jerking for the day, back at... <laughs> Finished <laughs> for the people at home. Jerking is dancing. One more time. Jerking Pause. It's is a dancing. dance. Okay. Pause. Can you explain? Can, can we actually just just stop for a sec? Can you explain like for anyone who, out there who, who wasn't around in that era, yeah. what what actually is that? It's like a, a it's the reject, uh, the cat daddy. Uh, teach me how to doggy. Teach me. Teach, teach me the doggy. Yeah, that's yeah. probably the best the best way I can cat explain it. Cat daddy. Cat. All that all that stuff is the that's pretty much the jerk movement. 100%. And it was just yeah. jerk yeah. cruise people one on one yeah. each other, people group on group each other. Yeah. Shout out, um, yeah, some other artists there's who were back in the jerk days. Yeah, yeah, there's a few artists out there that I know that are making music now that <coughs> we're Manu, a dance cruise. <coughs> yep, <Manu. laughs> uh, Another thing about that era was, was the dress. Me and Wings were talking about it before. The Bro, we're talking floral pants. Swag. If you, didn't swag. Have a if you didn't have a Tisa snapback. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but tell me, and then you have to have the tag on it. You have to keep the tag <laughs> and on it. Had it. To sit on your yeah, like you have to keep the tag on it. <laughs> How many Goodwood chains did you own, bro? Bro, probably like three. <laughs> Easy. Oh my. Colored gosh. ones, the dark one, the the straight wood. Yeah. Last Kings logo. Yeah, yeah. bro. Last Kings. Was it just me as well, or? Did Filipino guys only wear Larry Bird jerseys and no other team, <laughs> no other team and no other player? If you're oh. Filipino, you just had to have a Celtics oh, Larry Bird. Oh, the accuracy. 
Oh, I was around. I, I never delved that much into it, but I was yeah. around. I was you remember around. seeing it like yeah, seen a lot of the people that would always be like, bro, you used to jerk. And they're like, what the hell was that? I'm like, yeah, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> it was just a, it was a good fun time. It was a good and fun for those time. that might know TJ from Webber, Kid Kelly, that Kid was Kelly. the name. I, I can't believe you lost the Kid name, Kelly. man. It's, I know, it's memories man. now. But that was like, hey, what's your name? And some people wouldn't know my name. Oh, that's a kid from California. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Kid Kelly. So it just kind of stuff. It worked. Yeah. I mean, if history solves anything, it's that, um, you know, music and fashion and everything is cyclical. So I reckon five years time, it's gonna be back. Like, it's always gonna bring it back. <laughs> it's gonna come back. I've been seeing it, like I've been getting like random DMs and hey, Kid Kelly, and I'm like, yep, let me exit that one. Oh bro, but look, before we move on, I just like I wanna tell people at home how long you've been working at this, man. Like yeah. you you were home as a how long we how old were you during these jerk days? I think I was like maybe after high school, so maybe yeah. like 17, 16? So a good amount of time ago, right? Yeah. And there used to be times where the boys would finish their jerk dances, they go home, everyone's on the play, on the PlayStations. Yeah. They'd be like, where's TJ? And you come running in, check out my beat boys. Boom, 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 get a bit of approval. All right, straight back here, to it. I'm just sitting here thinking of those days, man. And it was I, always that Shades crib too. Mm. We were always at Shades house, I remember those days. And I feel like... It's exactly the same because your work rate hasn't yeah. declined. You're still releasing projects. Yeah. You're still out there 24 7. Anyway, let's move on from there, man. But <sighs> good guys. Times, huh? Good times. Good times. Oh, look, another thing other than your work rate that I'd say contributed to your success would be uh, building a, a core fan base. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. You've built a real core fan base, but not just around the road in Australia on capital cities, but to regional towns. Yeah. What was it influenced you to start hitting these regional towns? Because it's not something you see a lot of people doing. Yeah. And I'm talking like, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I've lost yeah. It there, yeah. Um, like, it's it's crazy how that whole thing kind of started. Uh, Cause I didn't I didn't think I was ever gonna be able to reach the regional towns too. Like when I made music, I was just thinking like, oh, I'm gonna go Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, and mm -hmm. you know do shows and, and and have like you know crowds. But I never thought at the start of my career that I would be able to uh, go to these small smaller towns. And uh, it kind of began back with uh, Fortify. Fortify, he kind of introduced me. Oh, sorry, let me take it further back than that. So I met Will Singe. Uh, shout out to my brother, Will Singe. He introduced me to Fortify, and then Fortify was like, bro, do you want to go do some regional shows? Like, we go out to these smaller towns, and, like, we may put on our own events. Like, we book the, the venues or book the clubs, and then we take the risk and, and take the door, but we just, like, promote to these places and just take it to these smaller towns where they don't get much. So he started bringing me to these places just to host. And like, this is when I maybe had like one or two songs. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't really making that much music at the time. And uh, yeah, that's where it kind of began. So this this was like years in the making, like constantly going to these places. And So you were strictly going around to yeah, host all these times? Yeah, yeah, okay. just hosting uh, for their events. Him and Mark Martin, shout out to my manager, Mark. Uh, they would put on their events and then they would book me to host because he was like, Oh, you're a new artist. Like, you know, um, I can pay you this amount. It's not going to be that much, but it's a good experience. And back then, like, I would just go for the experience and the opportunity to be able to host. And uh, and then that's where we were meeting all these fans and creating the the, the uh, relationship between us and like these people in these smaller towns. So then we started releasing music, and then that's where I met Noise, DJ Noise, and then uh, DJ Noise is a king in these towns, man. Like, they they love their party anthems. They love their like drink up drink up songs and that's what noise was he was like the backyard barbecue uh, dj remix um playlist guy remix king remix king and then that's where it kind of really kicked off like i did singles with noise and then 
you know, they, they started doing shows, and then that's where the fan base just grew, grew, grew. And then, uh, you know, Danelle Lewis was with me, my my bro Danelle, and then I brought my sister out and my brother out, and now we're just yeah. We I love going to these places, man, and um, it's it's always a good time and a fun time, you know, being able to be in these smaller regional areas uh, around Australia. So yeah. Again, man, I feel like that's something that a lot of artists nowadays, young artists coming up, don't understand. It's like regional Australia can be the backbone of your career. Oh, 100%, career. bro. You can play, if you can play, you know, shows in, you know, northern New South Wales, far north Queensland, yeah. you know, all across Western Australia, yeah. not just Perth. That can, that can fuel your career, man. But it's like a lot of young artists coming up now because of, I think it's just the environment of maybe hip hop that we're in now. I'm yeah. saying like an old, so old round, but like the kind of environment of hip hop, People, you know, they have a couple million streams and they expect bottle service. Yeah. And, oh, yeah. I want to hum it to the show and this yeah. and that. And it's like, nah, just yeah. get on your ass and fucking go. Yeah. Just all down the East Coast, all the way. That's coast, it, bro. Everywhere and just yeah. do it. And, and I salute and I salute any artist who does that. Like I, I'm seeing, I've seen like I don't really know them myself, but I've seen like bands or artists that do the same thing, same runs, and try and go to these places and just try and get out there and create relationships with these smaller town uh, audiences because like you if you if you get locked in with them like i believe you can go there for a very long time constantly drop music and because these play these guys like once they stick onto you uh, and you keep creating the music that they love they're just going to constantly come so every show that we've done prior i mean from the start has always either grown staying the same or grown so that's the and you've been doing it for a minute now yeah man. i think maybe like five five years now that's beautiful five, man it's good years, that you can so still keep yeah. like like you said it, it's just grown and grown yeah yeah and, and bouncing off what kev said people are real reliant on their numbers spotify numbers yeah. up and up and it's great to see numbers don't get me 100%. wrong but a lot of people aren't focusing on their core fan base yeah. in any way shape or form mm, 100%. whereas you not long ago, just did a tour of the USA. Mm -hmm. Again, it's not like that's your home, but it is yeah, originally. Yeah, but you yeah. didn't grow up there doing yeah. music. You were able to go over there with Noise, your and sister, Vina, shout out Vina. Yeah, Relic was there. Relic was Relic there too. And you had sold out shows yeah, all over the place, yeah. all these different cities. Yeah. I don't know what that one with the big stage was. We that, was uh, that was in uh, um, Seattle. Shout Seattle. out Seattle because that looked crazy. That was crazy. What was it like being able to return home and have all these people screaming your name Bro, it was crazy, man. Your songs like, in your face. I always look at the videos and stuff, like you know, every now and then. And I don't know, I don't know how to take it, but it's it's a blessing. Like it's a, it's a, it's just one of those things you have to be there to experience. And um, I'm still trying to take it all in now because I, I think now that's my next move. Besides, like you know, constant regional cities here is 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 the states every year, and um, we're, we're in the works of going back to the States this year. So mm -hmm. we're planning, like, we got a few shows locked in now, but we're still planning a bit more. But, um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, it's just unexplainable. I can't explain the feeling of... Because I didn't know. We didn't know what to expect until that day. Like, we always talk about it, me and my sister, Noise, and my brother, uh, Relic. We always talk about it like, man, we didn't expect it to be the way it was. Mm -hmm. Like, not just that show, but, like, all the other shows. Like, some were smaller than that one. Some were the same, but... It's just the fact that, like, you know, we're here and the people across the water, uh, you know, bought tickets and canceled the show. And we're singing all the songs. Like, it's crazy, man. But, like, as you said, if, if you can go that far <laughs> across the world and even sell 100 tickets, man, yeah. where people could be doing 10 million streams here yeah. and not even sell 50 yeah. tickets, it's, mm -hmm. it's great to see, man. Mm -hmm. ah, it yeah. makes me proud to see. Yeah. So I think traditionally America has been pretty... Uh, what's the word, protective of hip-hop in the sense of they find the UK and, and Australian accents yeah. and, and the sound maybe a bit weird or, yeah. you know, 
I've heard stories, you know, even Skepta, you know, gets co-signs from, you know, ASAP Rocky, yeah. all the biggest rappers in the States, and still, you know, the, 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 they, can't, they, they don't understand 140 BPM yeah. grime and a UK yeah. accent. So, obviously, the Kid Leroy, he's been a huge, huge uh, export from Australia. Um, you know, he's got a number one hit, I'm pretty sure, in the States with yeah. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Has that shifted the needle in the perception of Australian hip-hop at all in the States? Man, you I, think, I, I think slowly it is, like, because I remember... Maybe three years ago, uh, I, I'd sent some stuff like from the, the Aussie artists to my cousin, and they're like, oh, I don't really feel this. And then I remember this year, like this uh, last year, sorry, last August when we went, uh, I remember playing some stuff, and um, there's like, hey, this kind of knocks. Like, so I think that it's slowly, gradually, they're starting to warm up to it, you know, but I think it's going to take some time. I think it's only because, um, they just have enough of their own that they can listen to, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they, they're maybe comfortable in the sense of, of not really caring to try and like people outside of their country. But I love it, man. Like, I hey, love man. music here. I love UK artists. I love American artists. And I'm always just trying to tug on it. Hey, man, like, trust me, give it a chance. You'll yeah. like it. It's but nice. Like, like you're saying, it just takes getting a bit of it out there as well. So uh, uh, something I've said before, I don't know if I've ever said it on camera, is for me, I don't know what it was like for you guys when I was young, I hated beer. I hated beer. <laughs> what? I ha no, I hated beer, bro. I liked vodka. I hated beer. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't until I was on a big old bender when beer was the only thing and I had to drink beer <laughs> after beer to. after beer <laughs> after beer. From that day onwards, I loved it. All right. Yeah. It just took enough of it. That's and I mean. think it was the same with even Australian music because at the start, I wasn't a big fan of Australian yeah. music and what we had. Yeah. But the more I heard, the more it drilled yeah. into my head. Now, look at me, bro. Yeah. It's my entire life. Yeah. So if that starts to catch on in places like America, it's only No, 100%. A of time. Like, like I said, when, I, you know, when the scene really popped off here, I remember saying, stuff to, to my cousins and friends and i was like bro this is like what they're what's growing up out here now and they're like nah i can't feel that mm -hmm. and then I, when i was at last you know august i remember some of them were t talking about like hasty boys like one four like young lips like all these other artists from out here and i was like okay that's good then you know i didn't bring it up they brought yeah, it up oh. so that means that they might be like i guess catching on to it slowly and surely so it's a good sign good sign yeah i think it's gonna i've always said people have always ask me being like who do you think is going to be the next you know, um, Australian star who's going to break into the States like Leroy. And I always think it's going to be a melodic artist. I think it's going to take a couple more melodic artists. hundred. Because 100%. the accent still is so hard to swallow. You can't yeah. just throw anyone up there and say, yeah, fucking yeah. how you going. They're yeah. just like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, I know, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. So I, I think it's going to take a couple more melodic artists. You know, yourself obviously doing yeah. great things. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned YL as well. And yeah. I've always said, I think, I think YL, he might be... He Bro, might that, be. at the same that, time, any melodic artist for sure, 100%, easily. Yeah. yeah. All right. While, while you were over in America, was there any standout moments either on or off stage that you didn't expect, whether it was with fans or just with your family or something you've seen? Man, it was the, uh, yeah, there was a lot. I mean, just being able to I have my niece come over there, like my sister's uh, daughter come over there first time in the States and being able to spend time with uh, her and bringing like my sister's family over. Um, it's back to where we our old stomping grounds like that was, you know, something that I definitely remember off off stage was spending time with them back where we grew up and introducing our like cousins over there to the family here and friends over here and and then being like on stage was definitely that seattle show man like just e Big actually crowd, ev bro. every show like they knew the songs man like utah uh oregon um sorry not oregon um Colorado, Colorado, like these places that I didn't think that like there were even Polynesians or even fans, so to speak. It was just crazy, man. That's like, awesome, bro. Yeah. I like Big eye opener, man. Big eye opener. Did you go to Boulder in Colorado? Is that where you played? What, sorry? Boulder in Colorado? Nah, I went to Colorado Springs. Oh, 
Do people still ask for autographs, bro? Yeah, 100%. Like, have anyone asked you to like autograph some really questionable things? Or not? Yeah, like, yeah, of course. How like, far are we talking? Oh, like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. 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 Oh. yeah. Oh, right. Wait, we allowed to talk about it? Like, yeah, yeah, go for it. Yeah, like some panties. Oh, like, yeah. Panties. Um, but can I ask, did they, like, are they fresh panties straight up? Fresh panties, fresh panties. Fresh oh, panties. She was like, can you sign my panties? And I was like, what the hell? You got panties in your pocket for? <laughs> Who before a show goes, I'm going to just pop, right, pop these yeah. up just in case I get to move. Uh, even, even like the, the, you know, normal stuff. Body, uh, bra, hat, a girl asses. Yeah. Anyways. All right. <laughs> all good, all good, all good. Anyways. But you mentioned um, before going back there to travel, play some more shows. You mentioned previously about moving back there. Is that still on the cards? Or yeah, hundred percent, that man. Off? That's uh, we're in the works of doing that right now. Um, I definitely don't want to leave Australia. I love it here too much now, so I definitely will probably go for like a you know few stints and then come back. You know, reset, go back because I, I love the life here. Um, and there's just so much you know here. And I, I pretty much settled here. I call this home now. Uh, uh, alongside you know California being home too. So I'll go back for a bit, come back, go back for a bit, come back. So All right. yeah. Quick trips, but we're definitely gonna it's definitely gonna happen. Probably end of the year, we're looking towards hopefully. It'll give you the if you already got the, that fan base over there. It'll give you yeah. the push you need. I well, feel. that that's why I want to, man. Like um, I feel like you know it's a matter of just getting out and trying to step out of your comfort zone and take a risk. I, I feel like there's no reward without a risk, uh, without taking risks. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how it's gonna go, but you know I'll never know if I don't if I don't worth try. a shot, bro. Right, worth a right. shot. So, yeah. Hey, on top of the. Uh, um, uh, your regional tours, your international tours. You've done a lot of remote tours of yeah. ab Aboriginal communities. Yeah. I know you've talked about this before, but I'd really love for our, our uh, fan base, yeah. our, our listener base to have a listen. What was it that put you on to going out to these communities? And what was the last tour you did, the Project Love tour? Project Love, yeah. How, how did you get the idea to go out to these places um, to begin with? So it started from the regional towns. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of the regional towns, they're heavily indi indigenous mm -hmm. um, populated. So we would... I would meet a lot of these fans, and then um, next thing you know, like as time passes on, oh, you should come. Like a lot of the people that come to our shows, they don't actually live in these these places. They live outside in the community, so they would come, and then I'd meet a lot of them. Like, hey, you should come visit this community, or can you come here? Come here, and then you know, from emails, DMs, and messages on Facebook and IG, that's where it kind of started. So that Project Love one started with, um, I actually got adopted by like a Aboriginal family up in um, Arnhem Land. Um, so west, like north of Arnhem Land in a place called Wadawi. It's like a small community island off the coast of Darwin. And that's where the idea began. Like my brother was like, hey, we can go to these places and visit like these other communities if you want to do like uh, some shows. So it was just a random idea. How and do you get adopted into a family? Is that like, just their... It's, it's if uh, once you create like that brotherly bond or a family bond with them, then it's like kind of like a... I want to bring you into my family. I want to okay. document into my family. So I met him, then introduced me to my, uh, you know, the father and then the sisters and the brothers and everything. And then next thing you know, like I just felt like at home when I was in, when I wasn't in Sydney. I felt like I was at home with these guys. Yeah. Um, and that's where it began. Uh, and then next thing you know, it's like, bro, let's go visit some communities and do some shows and see see how it goes. Because a lot of these guys are like seeing that you're at, at this community, mm -hmm. and then uh, people would be like hitting him up, like, bro, can you bring him here? Can you bring him here? He's like, bro, these guys want you to come. So we would just go and visit and then put on a show. And then next thing you know, um, 
councils were starting to call us up like hey these kids keep asking for you like can you guys come and do a show for them and then you know we can figure it out and yeah that's where we put together a little tour it's about five five six communities and then that's where it began so now we're going to make it like an annual thing and yeah, make I it just like saw a, it today yeah, yeah it's funny you actually brought it up because yeah. i got a call today saying that uh the talks are, have began and um we're looking to, to go again project love part two so yeah, hey, I don't, I don't care how powerful people's fucking marketing campaigns and shit are. Nothing is more powerful than word of mouth, man. Oh, 100 percent. Like, like you put on a good show for people, and they tell their friends, word and they mouth. tell their friends, and they tell their friends. That is, um, it's unbeatable. You know what, bro? Word of mouth as as promo and and marketing is probably definitely like would never get old. That you're right, bro. Like, that's Amen. one of the the best marketing um, ways of getting around. 100. Mm-hmm. percent So that's where it began, bro. Word of mouth. And you also brought Crazy on the road with you? Yeah. At one time? So, so how was it having him on the road? I assume, uh, I assume he has some huge expenses. Shout out Crazy, <laughs> bro. Nah, so like, so, um, you know, I, we're still independent and everything comes out, out of our pockets. So I couldn't really fly with the whole team, like Aaron and yeah. uh, Max Stout and everybody. And I was like, Crazy, bro, like, I know this is a, like a very crazy idea, but would you want to come? He literally came for, he arrived that morning, he left the next morning. Like, so he arrived at like 6, 7 a.m., probably 5, 5 or 6 a.m., and we had to drive out to the community, which was like, okay, so once he landed in Darwin, we drove maybe four hours on the highway, two hours on dirt, and then we had to boat. We got to the coast and boated over. Because remember I said it was like a community island? I saw you on like a little dinghy. Yeah, it was like a little boat, and these yeah. some pretty rough waters. And so we got to the, the coast, and then... Uh, boated over and we had like limited time with the sun. We were trying to catch the sun, had like two hours. Shot for two hours and then boated back over, docked up, drove back to uh, Darwin. And then the next, what was it? The next morning, I'm pretty sure, we had to shoot and he had to fly out that night. So it was like, yeah. Beast of an effort on Christmas. Not much right? sleep, bro. I, I I told him, I was like, bro, you get much sleep? He was like, nah, I had to edit last night. But look at the beautiful outcome. You yeah. Got some memories is going to last Yeah, so that was, uh, that place we shot at was actually, is where the family's from. So okay. that's, yeah. Awesome, man. Yeah, man. Shout out to Crazy one time. And you, you have and you, to, and you, man. And you mentioned Maxed Out as well. And I just wanted to say as well, like. God's been around. When we talk about, you know, hip hop and, you know, th- this explosion that we had in, you know, 2018, 2019, when, when everything kind of raised the bar a lot. Of course, the music was getting a lot better. The music was getting a lot more global sounding, of <clears> course, <throat> and the producers and, and everything, but it was the videos as Visual well, man. Too. It was oh, like, man. the videos were such a huge part yeah. of it because I feel like for a long time, and this is still cool, like from my scene at least, it was like mobile phone videos of dudes punching bongs in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and rapping rapping in the DIY yeah, home yeah. studio. That, but that, that was fresh, you yeah. know? But like, when these videos started coming out, even remember when people saw one for the message and there was like a hundred dudes outside the yeah. courthouse and Maxed Out was filming. Maxed Out was filming. He, that did, was, he did the whole thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that was such a huge part of it. So I just want to shout out, you know, Crazy and Maxed Out and, and all the videographers in Australia because they're a huge reason they for why big part. Australian hip hop has a, gone to where it is. Exactly. And extra shout out to exactly. Moonboy as well. He came on a bit later Moonboy, in the scene, yeah. but these yeah. Moonboy videos are ridiculous. And Crazy, keep him coming back. He, he went a bit quiet for a bit, huh? Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, obviously he's doing all the other stuff on the side. But, of course uh, we got like the next couple because i'm always working with him and yeah. trying to just i like to build with people and um me and crazy definitely got stuff planned for the, the rest of the releases this year so yeah. beautiful man. but big shout out to max down crazy man they've been around for yeah. cool all the videographers around australia you know mvps yes <laughs> yes hey, um 
Moving on from that one, bro. You got a catalog of absolute hits. Like, <laughs> I, I was just driving around today. I was like, I got to get myself in the Kenny yeah, Brown yeah. mood. Hit after hit after hit. Bro. So whenever you hit the stage, I'm sure it's crazy. Yeah. But as of late, I feel like your biggest hit, well, it's the one I see all the videos of, Lady Love, bro, with your sister, Bina yeah. Butter. Yeah. All right. Absolute hit. Yeah. It was my favorite. Was it 21 or 22? Okay. 20, uh, 21. 21. 21. Oh, wow. 21 to 22 was my favorite. Yeah. Like slapper. Bro, yeah, right? yeah. Um, how did you go to getting back in the booth of her? Because you had a track of her like five years prior. Yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, baby. And that's your sister. I'm sure yeah. you ran after. What made you go, all right, it's time. Let's give this a go. Um, well, bro, it was actually her. She jumped in the damn room when I was recording that song. <laughs> and she was like, oh, I like this. Can She pops her head. What's this song? I'm like, so you were on uh, it first. Yeah, so I was so so I wrote it, um, and then I was writing as a dedication to my who was now born, my nephew, uh, and at the time he was, you know, in her stomach, and I was writing a song dedicating it to him, um, you know, for when he comes out, and you know, he can have something to that could be, oh, that's about me, and then my I, I like kind of sat there, and my sister came in, and then. She was like, oh, can I have it? And then I sat there. I was like, you know what? This actually might make more sense that she takes it and then I just hop on the second verse. Bro, and the next thing you know, it just... I honestly don't think if she didn't have it as her single featuring me, I don't think it would have went the way it went. Because I think it was it was like so fresh, especially in our Polynesian community, uh, to have like a girl like her um, singing like to some, you know, Afrobeat influence uh, beat with the topic or a message like that. So um, that one just, we didn't expect it to go the way. I mean, we no one really expects anything to go the way they want it to go. You know what I mean? When they release music, uh, I definitely I wouldn't want to pull you down, but I got to say, yeah, Bina and you together definitely yeah. make that track. Oh, man. yeah, I, no. Uh, I, 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 I'm glad I stayed on because I was going to be like, oh, I'll write a second verse for you. But then I heard her do her verse and I was like, <laughs> um, can I? No, I got to get back to <laughs> that. <laughs> can I actually stay on this one? I like this song. Yeah, um, yeah and then it just went the way it went, bro. It's beautiful, man. It yeah. uh, you're no stranger to working with your family. Um, another one I, I found out, Shades is uh back in the day you and a relic and someone called that I'm not too aware of S two S to the P rest peace to my brother S to the P Spencer um he passed away uh, I think last year um yeah. yeah um that's that was actually the very first song that's not where I learned how to make music that was, your that very was the first very song. very first song that I ever recorded on and it was because my brother asked me to come and. Uh, S to the B, uh, S to the P asked me to uh, hop on it and do a do the hook. Well, damn! And, well, and I was yeah. watching you. Was it called? Watching you. Bro. Everyone's gonna go home and listen. Yeah, to Yeah, that's that. yeah. That was that was when I was younger. I think that's under Kid Cali. Yeah, it is. That's it's under Kid Cali. Yeah. Kid. And from what I heard, it gained a little bit of area fame because back then, songs yeah, were, no, you know what I mean? like it's funny you mentioned that because somebody, I think I was in where was I Brisbane. Hmm. I think I was in Brisbane recently, and somebody had said, "Hey, you gotta perform watching you," and I like. Put my drink down. I was like, "What did you just say? What did you just say to me?" He's like, "Watching." I'm like, "Bro, I haven't heard that song in years. Like, I haven't actually heard that song." And then to hear somebody bring that up again, man. But that's that was the first song I ever uh, recorded. Crazy. Look at that what year was this? That was, bro. Honestly, that was a, about eleven years ago. Eleven yeah. years ago. Like, I sw- after, after I moved here, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I swear, back then, it like Spotify and shit did not exist. No, no. How you measure success was area fame. Area, swear to God, because right. it's like. Even you think about like Enter or, or Schemo, Sydney searches, all these acts from Sydney, mm-hmm. it was like you'd hit your max on the, yep. on the MySpace players. Yeah, my, yeah, my. And, and, and the recognition of your song would depend on how many people were Bluetooth in it or, yeah. you know, yeah, Bluetooth was the way of Bluetooth, life back then. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine we had AirDrop back in the day. Imagine how fast <laughs> your songs were. What were the, what were the phones? Around. The, uh, 
Infrared, the, infrared. And what were the other? The other one's like a block. It looked like a block. Uh, black? No, not blackberries. Black? No, side, Sony Sidekick, hip top. Sidekicks, I think Psychic? it was. I don't know. I remember man. those There's phones, a, man. I don't know, I don't man. Know There's a whole lot of old. Oh, Sidekick. Oh, I don't think that was here. Okay. No, I think that we did have them, but it wasn't popular as oh, it was okay, over yeah, there. Yeah. We it went into hip top for us. Did you have a hip top? You look yeah, like something. Like, no, you're, you're just thinking about emo kids now. But yeah, well, we're talking about your family, man. Look, you've been working with and aligned with Future Now, your label, for a yep. long time, bro. And it's not just your family, blood family. So you have Vina, yep. you have Relic, yep. but you got people who I see is pretty much like family too. So Noise, yeah. Donnell, yeah. and then you've got people like. Mark, I don't know, Fortify's working in the background with it? Yeah, Fortify is in the background for yeah. sure. How, yeah. how is it working amongst these guys and being a part of an independent team? Like, what are the benefits of it for yourself? I, I think I think uh, it, it began before business. We were just like boys, like just trying to do things and make things work. Mm -hmm. So we were just kind of homies first and then became like real close and then ended up making it a business for us. And I think that's why I'm still with the same team or the team is still the same from when we started because we were grounded uh, with the relationship before money came to play and um and i think that's just where it really took off because we knew what it was before all this stuff started happening and the touring and the music and the numbers so i think we always go back to where where it began for us okay yeah yeah awesome yeah. so it, it, that's the benefit is being yeah, able for, to trust for, everyone yeah like it just no know, knowing that there's no like hidden agendas like it's it's an open team and everybody speaks their mind and like there's nothing hidden you know you, you don't feel like oh I don't trust this guy I don't trust that guy like it's it's love man like between all of us yeah 100%. and I feel like the the team element is like so important <clears throat> very important because a lot, of, now. a lot of people think that if you're an independent artist it's like I have to do everything myself yeah and it's like nah that's no, not you can. it just means you're not signed to a major yeah so it's like <laughs> yeah yeah if you're independent you know you you got to have like you know a manager or mm -hmm. like a, you can have a booking agent yeah. you can have a publicist it's just yeah. people that share your vision yeah. and they help bring your vision to life i mm -hmm. just think that people get stuck on the independent means yeah i like, do I, everything me, 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 me. yeah 100 like, no you yeah. can have a team of 10 and still be independent yeah. and yeah, still man. kill it you that's know? it bro and i feel like it's um people now need to respect the, the the team work like method of trying to get you know places and go ahead and get ahead of of you in your career because i feel like trying to be like yeah i do it myself i book myself i do all my you know da 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 da. it's like bro like you can still do all that and be great but have a team man there's nothing wrong with having a team and um, having people do certain things for you like there's nothing wrong with that you know what i mean so i yeah. think it's proven that having a team behind you is going to take you a whole lot further you can try yeah. and fit fit everything into yeah you're just yourself yeah, yeah? i figured that out when we tried to do this fucking podcast <laughs> oh. <laughs> didn't know how to do a room or put a camera oh. you should have <laughs> seen team. before this room came along me and kev were about to work out of a dungeon bro so <laughs> yeah. shout out to what we got here shout yeah. out to the so interior fun, designers <laughs> but yes yeah, teamwork bro teamwork yeah. makes a dream work yeah. 100 yeah. i on top yeah Oh, we just spoke about Fortify just then. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the first songs I heard you was 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 Fortify, Fortify. and Mr. Mez yeah. until the morning. Ah, like, oh, until the morning, yeah. man. Yeah, that's a throwback, man. <laughs> Long time ago, that yeah. track. So, Fortify obviously is someone who you know he was a rapper, and then you know, you know he does so much now. He's kind of like business mogul. Yeah. Yeah. Like motivational talker yeah. type guy. Like yeah. he does so much. I'm not really sure how to put a label on him. Yeah. Which is, of course, a good thing. So. Yeah. What's you got your guys' relationship like, and and what's something that, you know that he's taught you that's that's been valuable in, in your career or even personally? Um, yeah, like we we talk quite a lot, um, and he's always checking in on us. He kind of lets Mark, like Mark, really is the guy because he's he's here with us, mm -hmm. 
Sam's over there in uh, Dubai, and um, he kind of relays the messages to Mark if he can't get a hold of us because he's always busy, so we don't always want to bug bug him. But mm. the times we get to talk and we we get some message a lot, and he honestly, he a lot of the releases like Sam kind of green lights him. He's kind of so we send it to Mark, and then Mark would you know send it to Sam, and Sam would be like, uh, yeah, no, maybe, um, and then Sam would hit us up like. Uh, he's always reminding us, like, bro, like, don't lit up, stay on their necks, and just keep working. Like, like even a couple of days ago, he hit me up, was like saying, bro, I need to, I need these tracks from the, an upcoming project that I'm working on. Um, so Sam's always there, man. Uh, sorry, Fortify's always there. And can, can you tell us his last name? Yeah. Uh, How do you say his name? Ratsu Matsuvuki. <laughs> Ratsu Matsuvuki. I don't want to insult him. That's very hard. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry, it's a long Sam, last Fortify, name. Sorry, I'm saying Sam because that's his um his real name. Yeah, Fortify was his artist name, but mm-hmm. um yeah, Sam's always around and he's always like helping us and give reminding us like what we need to do and giving us that motivation because you guys see what if you guys follow him, of he's course. always motivating. He's not only motivated people like myself or Polly's. I think a whole right like yeah. a whole range of people around yeah. Australia yeah. and the world. Yeah, yeah. So he's. Yeah, so that, and then imagine just being able to, like, have it on a personal level, man. So uh, I, I feel lucky to be able to have that guy, like, just constantly messaging and checking up and, and like, bro, like, what's going on with this? Like, where is this now? Like, how are we looking with that? And then, like, if there's something that he doesn't like, he'll tell me. You know, he'll be like, no, nah, I don't like this. Like, uh, But, you know, in, in a way that it's not so harsh, but he'll... I think that's one of the best things you can have because Straight there's up. a lot of people out there, a yeah. lot of people in Australia, there's a lot of yes men. Yeah. There's a yeah. lot of people that only want to hear yeah. yes also. Yeah. So someone like yourself to be able to hear from a friend, uh, influence or something, yeah. to be able to take on good advice and run with it yep. and better yourself is is yeah. beyond. Like, it's great, man. Like, he's, he's not a yes man. And um, as a guy that is kind of the overseer of our label, um, it's good to, to have someone like him as well as Mark. So, yeah. Get yourself a friend who'll tell you that your raps are fucking trash. I swear to God. I'm going to put Nerve on blast here. I manage artist Nerve. Yeah. I remember one time on his last record, we'll, we were like, okay, so this is going to be the lead single off the record. And it was with JK47, of course. Nerve and JK47, fucking one of the best combos in Australian hip hop, yeah. in my opinion. Um, did a promo there. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I love to see it. You have to, man. You have to, man. Hey, so he gets in the studio with JK47. He comes back. Sends me the Dropbox link, and, and he's like, this is going to be the lead single, man. This is it. This is it. I played it. What did you say? <laughs> and he was like, what do you think? And I was like, it was all right. Yeah. <laughs> as an yeah. artist, you know, that's the worst that thing That is you can the worst. Hear. It's not even that I hate as, it. As a manager, right. too, like, as an artist yeah. and manager, because trust me, I know what it's like yeah. when I send it to my manager, and he's like, you get the response like, oh, nice, or... Oh, this is cool. It's like, mm. <laughs> yeah. I, I, just, I just put it okay with a full stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Nerve, get back in the fucking booth. Yeah. Got you can to, do man. way better than that. You gotta be like that, bro. Yeah, you need those people. We gotta, because I feel like nowadays, especially, people just wanna say everything's fantastic all the time. And it's like, that's not how we're gonna progress yeah. as a scene. Yeah. We need people to be able to, you know, say things aren't great or just exactly. not say that they don't like things. There's no it's like, if there's no truth. Like, and the, the thing is, there's people that even look at Take Flight and they want their, their feedback or something, right? But to be honest, I'm not in a spot to be given feedback. Yeah. I'm just a guy who likes music. Yeah. Let's put it right, all right? Yeah. And people don't want to hear bad feedback. That's the bad thing about Australia. Mm. A lot of Australian artists don't want to hear bad feedback. They want to hear that they're great. Yeah. Yeah. So your friends, that's what you need. That's what you need to tell you the truth because you're not going to get too angry at them. Anyway. I also feel like America, it's like big enough to have someone like 
academics or, or, or someone yeah. like that who just says shit is trash. Yeah. I feel like in Australia, if you say someone's trash, they yeah, pull up like, in, nah, they that. drive down the M4, yeah. pull up in your house in 20 <laughs> minutes. You, no, I'm not taking that. There's been multiple times I've been at a club and I've had, how come you don't post me? And yeah. I'm like, damn, bro, like... It's it's, oh. it's it's easy to see that person because it's such a smaller. Exactly. And I'm outside. If I yeah. sat at home all the time, all good. But I'm outside, outside. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. no yes men in the building, bro. No yes men in the building, bro. Has it happened to you yet when you're when you're at a festival or something, you get in a feed or a drink, and someone just starts freestyling at you? Oh, oh but like that's they don't even sure. int- introduce the themselves. They don't even introduce themselves. Wait, oh, like. listen to this. Yeah, 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 yeah hey, oh, bro. bro. And they're like munching off their face. Drunk as fuck. Yeah. It's like aca- it's like acapella as well. Yeah. Like, they're like, hey, bro. I don't know what tempo you're going. You're like changing tempo. <laughs> man like save your raps for home bro <laughs> uh, speaking of inspirations bro every time I well not every time a lot of the time I've talked to a lot of poly artists a lot of young poly artists around the country now and your name comes up as someone who's a, a big inspiration to them or they're, they're, they're very proud <laughs> of what you've done that. for the poly community yeah. did you ever think Lil TJ back home or Lil TJ back in you know Southwest Sydney thought this is what I'm gonna be I'm gonna be like an OG of the scene almost yeah, man yeah. nah I, ne- I never thought that uh, but I like yeah, like you said, like a lot of I I get a lot of people hitting me up too, and it's um it's a great bro. Honestly, I use that as fuel, man. Like it's a reminder for me. Like keep going. Like I'm doing what I want to do, and I want to inspire uh, kids. Cause uh, bro, I, you know, you guys, we talked about like the come up, man. I was going to like youth centers and in my bedroom just trying to make music. So like I love to be able to inspire, man. Like kids would be like hitting me up. Hey, man, like what what should I do? What should I buy? What should I get? And I like quickly would message them as much as I can. Like, bro, just go to buy a laptop, go on YouTube, buy an interface, buy a mic and just, bro, everything's there on YouTube, man. Cause that's how I learned, you know, on top of learning from when I was at Street Uni. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So now that you are in this position, are there any young artists in Australia <coughs> that you want to co-sign on the Take Flight podcast right now? <laughs> bro, uh, honestly, uh, like, cause I listen to everybody, like mm-hmm. everyone's got their own sound and i'm not like fam- like a lot of the times i'm not familiar with the names exactly but i'll know the songs and i'll hear the voice i'm like uh, australian artists like australian artists as a whole i think they know what they're doing and i think we're on the 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 verge the, the verge of a come up and uh, it's about to explode so i think bro everyone that's watching this who's not an artist listen to your artists that are local because everyone is fire here and that i don't need to tell you any more than that i swear to god Everybody here knows what they're doing, like, and all the artists here got their own sound, and I can't wait to see like how it's gonna be in the next five years to come, you know. So, yeah, bro. Sure. 100%. In your head, if you could kind of, I guess, predict what the next five, ten years looks like for Australia, can you give us like a, like a to play me, by play? Ideally, me, how you think ideally, um, I I see more. Okay, if I'm being honest, I see more like inf- like uh, including of. Aussie artists into more mainstream and a more like in the sports world, like where as much as you see it in the States, that's what I see. That's how I see the scene, you know, going like to the way it's going right now. I see what we see in America, like how the NBA, like, you know, gets their hip hop artists to like perform at their halftime shows. And I see that here, like at the NRL games, grand finals. I see like the hip hop artists starting to get their shine. That's what I see in, in that sense of like where it could be. And then further than that, and being able to sell out, you know, their own big shows, like bigger than, like as big as what artists from overseas come here to do. That's what I, I see, man. And I think it's gonna only get bigger than that. That's that's why I see it going, mm. yeah. Yeah, you mentioned sports just then, and we spoke about the Super Bowl yeah. before. Did you, the, did you watch the Super Bowl halftime show? This the Rihanna year? show, yeah, yeah. yeah what did you think of it? What did you think of it? <laughs> I mean, I, I I like everything Rihanna yeah. does. So yeah. it's just like, 
I like the videos of ASAP Rocky being like yeah, the supportive yeah, husband yeah. of the side. Hey, but I, I will be honest, like the the whole thing, like I was loving the fact that there were so many islanders. I don't know if you guys know, but there was a lot of islanders that were dancing. Scenes? Yeah. Periscope Bell, uh, she um choreographed that whole yeah, thing. Yeah, I heard that. Yeah. yeah, and and she's a Samoan woman from New Zealand too. So um but back to Rihanna, I loved it. Like, you know, I, I'm not sure. Is she pregnant or? Yeah, I think mm. so. Yeah. There was a lot of announcements, a lot of maybe. Yeah, maybe. she was still was doing like, a thing. These people are going in before knowing for sure. Maybe she's a little bit chubby at the time. Yeah. Like, game, but no, she was doing a thing. Like, because that's what I would say. If she was pregnant and still moving like that, you got to give her props, man. 100%. But it's Rihanna. Come on, man. Yeah. It's, it's Rihanna. Everything she does. Hey, Rihanna. Everything's fire with her. But I did hear something interesting on the pregnancy note. Uh, I, I heard a conspiracy theory about the um, about the Super Bowl halftime show that you know how Rihanna was in red and everyone else was in white. It was meant to represent the the, 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 the sperm. The sperm. That's what I. Egg. That's what I saw. All I, the white I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Is that represent. legit? I don't know. <laughs> Is that legit? Right. The white dancers were the sperm, and they sur were surrounding Rihanna, who was the pregnant. She was like the 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 ovulating egg, or, yes. or, or something like that. Like there was I mean? a dance move where like the camera was behind her, and then. Like it was the, her back, and then everybody was facing her, but they're like body whining to her. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think that was like that. If someone said that that was like the sperm. So I don't know. That's yeah. deep, bro. I don't know. That's but if that's if that's true, hey, that's crazy. Hey, good art, bro. Yeah, good right. <laughs> hey, before we let you leave, I just want to know a little bit about your latest stuff you've done, yep. bro. All right. What was it in your head that thought I'm gonna turn yodel into a yodeling oh, into a, a modernized song, bro? Bro, can I just say, <laughs> great song. <laughs> but what made you think, yeah, I'm gonna yodel know, and turn it into a hit? What does yodeling even mean? It's a, it's a, it's a, that thing. Yeah, but what, what is that? I don't, I don't think, I don't need, I, honestly, I don't know. It just sounded cool to me. It just sounded cool to me. Did you just have me. the word? Hey, yeah. You? Okay, so, all right, so, truthfully, um, before the hook drops, I say, now she's in my bed singing. I was kind of saying, like, the yodeling is... Singing. Yeah, you know, it's during yeah, sex, yeah, like, yeah, girl, and, yeah. And then I just, oh, let me try to make it fun, and, and I just yodel. All right. Yodel. But it worked. I, I know, right? It worked. It worked. Um, all right. I thought there'd be more of a story than that. Nah, no, no, there, there isn't. No, there really isn't. Like, <laughs> someone, you know, what'd you say the first time I went to a yodel it's, on it's a, a yodel, yeah. like an R&B song. But uh, someone asked me at the gym last week, uh, and he was like, "Bro, wh where did that come from?" And that was the first time someone asked me, and I hadn't, uh, I hadn't, I had no question, uh, answer to the question. And I was like, I think it was just fun at the time, and it just sounded cool. And sometimes it's just vibes, so, yeah. sometimes that's music, though, man. Yeah. Like, there's there's no wrong or right. Like, it's just what it is you know so yeah I, I think that's a lesson to artists as well i feel like a lot of upcoming artists feel like oh i have to have this like crazy concept yeah and narrative theme and like obviously that music's like that can work for a lot of yeah. artists like for example kendrick lamar yeah obvious yeah. example yeah. Yeah. he's a great conceptual yeah. narrative storytelling artist yeah. but some artists just say fresh shit and it sounds good and if like, you're one of those artists, just do it. If you want to do a dumb ad lib, it doesn't have to mean anything. You just fucking do it. You know what I mean? Bro, <laughs> Look at Walker remember, Flicker, for example. Come on, man. Exactly. <laughs> bro, do you guys remember? I don't know if you guys, remember Ryan Leslie? Okay. There's an artist named Ryan Leslie. He made a song called Gibberish. This is a long time ago. Um, and he literally mumbles the whole song. But it's an R&B song. But it was his biggest song. But that's what I mean. Like, just, you don't need to, there's, there's no wrong or right. Just do what you think is going to work and like just follow your heart man and bring your energy to the right? table right and then you never know until you release it i didn't i didn't think honestly i didn't think that song was going to go anywhere the one i just it's released. a hit it's a hit i man. mean it's, it's still on its way up but i didn't think people were going to like bro i like this i just i i thought it sounded cool yeah
All right, so 2024, we're bringing back yodeling and jerking. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's all I want to see, 2024. Someone give me a teaser snap back before the episode. <laughs> I don't prices are going up. Bro. Just those hats, but no floral pants, please. All right, bro. Kenny Hendrix, you got Kenny Hendrix 2 on the way. Yep. What do we got to look forward to? Have you already got some collabs locked in? Yeah, here? yeah, I got what, some. What are we talking? Um, well, uh... Uh, I don't know uh, if I want to give it away right now. Uh, but last episode, we got a whole lot of exclusives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, think, I, think, exclusive. I, think, I think this one, because it's my second one, and I'm, like, I'm really looking forward to it. Like, uh, There's artists on there that people don't didn't think I, like, wouldn't think I would uh, have a song with. At least at this. No crazy big collabs, but uh, just people that um, you know, some wouldn't think I would collab with. Can you name one? Uh, well, okay, I'll say Craig. 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 Right, so, right. But I've already done one with him, but uh, we got uh, a record on there. Awesome. Um, and I think, I think it's gonna be good, man. I, I love. Uh, I'm looking forward to Kenny Hendrix too. Yeah. Where did the Hendrix come from? Obviously, I got it from uh, Donnie Danell. Danell gave it to me. We were drunk one night, and his name was Us Wayne, like mm -hmm. Bruce Wayne. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I love playing the guitar, so he's like, "Oh, Kenny Hendrix," like you know. And I was like, "Oh, wow, that's gonna stick." So yeah. Bro, honestly, like when people ask me, they always expect like a long story and like, oh man, I wonder what happened. I'm like, oh yeah, it's just we we're drunk one night and then I, that's how it came. One with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> the moral, of, the moral of the interview, just get drunk. And just cool, get drunk. Cool stuff that just yeah, happens. just like, get drunk and then things happen and that's just how the cookie crumbles. Honestly though, like, like, like I know you didn't mean it like that, but like I swear, artists think that studio and writing and studio is like their whole job. No. But it's like, no bro, no. you go outside, you, I swear some of the best Concepts and and songs and yeah. collabs in history have just happened on benders. Yeah, bro, like, no, hundred percent. Nah, I am not playing with you, bro. That's a hundred percent facts. The, when's the bender anthem uh, soundtrack coming out? <sighs> Kenny Hendricks three. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny Hendricks three. No. Nah. Oh man, it's been good in chat been to good, you, man. Bro. Right, finish up, bro. You've done a whole lot of stuff with your career. You've been able to make consistent bank, making yeah. regional tours, seeing regional towns, making yeah. an impact to the youth. What's something you can leave with people at home, man? Whether it's a young artist, yeah. young poly in their own field, it doesn't yeah. have to be music related. Yeah. You got any advice for these guys? Man, dream big. Just dream big. Like, that's, uh, like, you know, it's just the same thing. Like, oh, bro, just chase your dreams. And honestly, I think you need to dream big. Like, put yourself, don't set a limit to yourself. And if you think that, some, don't let fear hold you back. That's one thing I always, I always uh, that's how I move is if I know something is going to, like, scare me or, or I feel have a, a one percent of my my mind that like oh it's not gonna work I I want to do it because I, I like overcoming these things and just like don't set limits and just make sure that you just stick to your gun and follow what you you know is gonna work for you and just stick to it bro like but for me just dream big because I I love dreaming big I have big dreams and whether it works or not my 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 aim is to is to make it work you know what I mean so I set myself big uh, I never set a limit and just dream big and just aim for that. Brother, yeah. beautiful, and I can't yeah. wait to see where you end up, huh? Come yes, on. Sir. That's it. It's uh My it's, G. it's uh your boy Wings, it's 24 Karat Kev, it's King yes, Brown. Jerking and uh, yodeling 2024. Yodeling. Come on. That's the, that's the presidential campaign right there. <laughs> yes, sir. Appreciate you yodeling. coming through, bro. Take flight, we are here. And jerking 2024. Jerking all day. <laughs>